Hi, this is The Gathering Church in Windsor, Ontario, and I'm Pastor Garth Lino. Welcome to our podcast. I'm sorry I'm so late, she said. My car broke down. I knew it would sooner or later. The frustration in her voice was palpable. Of course, I have no money to fix it, so here's to no more debt. She said sarcastically as she mocked raising a toast. Oh, I'm sorry, Annie, her financial advisor at the bank said to her. Well, at least I gave to my church, she said. Boy, that sure seems like a dumb idea now. She sat there shaking her head. Again, I'm sorry, Annie, that this happened, the financial advisor said. But you need to give to your church. From the very first day we started meeting together to talk about your finances, you told me that giving to your church was a top priority. So you need to keep that up. You, need, you want to honor God with your resources. But life still happens. And you need a cushion. You need some savings. You need an emergency fund. Well, she said, I don't have any savings and I don't have any funds, she said. And I suppose that Annie's experience is more common than we know. I suspect there are an awful lot of people in our culture who live payday to payday, if not day to day. They have no savings. They have no money in the bank. And I don't want to be insensitive to anybody's circumstances or anybody's situation, especially in our church family. But this story does really bring up a very important point. Last week, we learned that God created us to to live generously. And to give generously, to to give to advance the work of the kingdom, to give so that the needs of people that are close to us are met. We learned about giving generously. But we must also save wisely, and the two are not opposed to each other. Give generously, save wisely, live appropriately. That's God's design for you and your money. So why don't people save wisely? What are some of the reasons that that people don't save like they should? I I think there's a general consensus that we all need to save money, right? But we don't do it. What are some of the reasons? Well, one reason is the desire for instant gratification. Instant gratification is getting what you want when you want it. (laughs) And, And that's never been easier than it is today. Open up your laptop, click, click, click. And you know what? They deliver it right to your door. Of course they do. Free of charge now. You don't even have to pay for shipping most of the time. But the problem is that buying what you want when you want it or getting what you want when you want it has become an expectation in our culture. People expect to, to get, to buy, to, 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 to lay their hands on the things they want when they want it. To become an expectation. Even if you have to use credit. Buy now, pay later, who cares? Another reason people don't save is the, the inability to grasp future reality. Uh, there's just, <laughs> there's such a lack of understanding in the general population of, of Canadians, when it comes to short-term 
and long-term saving needs. Most, most people significantly underestimate what they're going to need uh, in the long term uh, to live out their retirement. Do, do, you know off, do you know offhand just how much uh, money it's going to take to provide a, a, a modest retirement income of $30,000 a year or $40,000 a year? Do you know how much, it, how much savings it requires for that to happen? Do you know? Most people don't know. Most people don't know. And, and they get to 55 or they get to 65 years of age and they have no idea and they have no plan and they have no strategy and they have no savings and they don't know what to do. That's just not wise. And that's a really kind way of saying that. It's just not wise. A third reason people don't save is the lack of financial margin. So you have too many expenditures and too little money, and there's just there's there's not enough room in between. You can't save. Your expenditures are so much, your savings. Uh, I mean, the, the, the money that you make is, is so much, the expenditures are so much, and, and there's nothing in between. There's no leeway. There's no, there's no margin left. Too many expenditures, too little money, and there's no room in between. There's no financial margin. So you can't save. And some people legitimately can't save because their expenditures are so high and they make so little money that there's not enough room. doesn't ever occur to people that they need to reduce their expenditures. They can't re- if they can't increase their money, it doesn't occur to people that they need to decrease their expenditures. You know, it's simple math, really. But it happens. Those are some of the reasons why people in our culture don't save as much as they could, or maybe as much as they should. Fortunately, in the midst of our desire, because we're talking about this Series, God's design for you and your money. Uh, in the midst of our desire to, 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 to give generously, like Pastor Phil said, we heard a couple of amazing stories this past week of people who just stepped out on a limb and, and, and gave gifts, and, and wow, God did some really neat stuff. In the midst of our desire to give generously and save wisely, at the same time, Our Heavenly Father, who owns everything and is in control of everything, has actually given us some really, really, really good advice. And his teaching tool is a tiny little insect. You know which one I'm talking about? The ant. Have a look at Proverbs chapter 6 with me for just a moment. I think it should appear on the screen. Proverbs 6, 6 to 8. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Uh, scripture says that, I didn't. Uh, go to the ant, consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. Well, I read somewhere last week, I was reading a, a couple of encyclopedic uh, articles on ants just for the fun of it, and I read somewhere that uh, the average ant can lift uh, or carry anywhere between 10 and 50 times its body weight. Can you imagine that? I mean, th- these ants are hard-working little critters. And in the summer, I, it's, it's fun to be outside and watch these ants at work, isn't it? It's fun to watch them work and toil. as they, it's, not, it's no fun when they make it into your house, mind you. Uh, that's no fun at all, but it's fun to watch ants working. Uh, ants go out, return to their nest with such 
Incredible purpose, it seems. They, they go out, they acquire food, they bring it back. They go out again, they acquire food, they bring it back. They go out, they acquire food, they bring it back. See, that sounds like my work week. Well, perhaps. But they're, they're persistent, they're, they're tenacious, they're determined little creatures. And God uses them as an illustration to us of, of how to save. Of the importance of saving money. Proverbs chapter 30, verses 24 and 25. Four things on earth are small, yet they are extremely wise. Ants are creatures of little strength, yet they store up their food in the summer. They save up their food, Scripture says. And God says they're extremely wise for doing that. So here are some lessons we can learn from this little ant. First of all, saving is wise. It's really a good idea to save. Setting aside provisions for the future is a good idea. It demonstrates solid judgment. It reveals wisdom according to Proverbs 30. Saving money persistently helps us prepare for the future. For the expected and the unexpected things. And I think we, we all know that there are certain, there's certain things that we expect are going to happen. If you have a daughter, you, you're expecting that at some point she's going to get married. So you maybe put some money aside for that. You, you, you expect a funeral is going to take place at, at some point in time. You expect to retire. So, so, you, so you make provision for some of those expected events. But what about the unexpected things? You know, unexpected pregnancy. You have three, all of a sudden, oops, uh, number four is here. Phil? I'm, I'm just saying. Counseling office is open after service. He said, I, I don't know how these things happen. After four kids, let's talk. Um, Unexpected unemployment, right? Unexpected car repairs. Oh, don't you love that? Unexpected tuition increase. There, there are lots of things that, that happen in our lives or through the course of a year that are unexpected. And the ants store up some food. We should store up some money because it's a wise thing. There's wisdom in that. It's just common sense wisdom. And, and God just so supernaturally gives us that instruction in the book of Proverbs. Second, we learned that there are, are seasons of abundance and there are seasons of scarcity in the cycle of life. Like the ant in the summer, most of us will go through seasons where we're making money and, and working is, is, is easier than at other times. Seasons of abundance. And there are most of us will also go through, through times or, or seasons in our lives where, where, where work and money is, is, is more scarce. So what do you do? Well, you leverage the good seasons, the seasons of abundance. You, you, I used to live on the farm. Make hay while the sun shines. You know, you, don't, you, you can't make hay when the, when the weather is all dreary and raining and, or, or a light snow. In Alberta, that can happen in July. You, you, have to, you have to make hay while the sun shines. Lever the, leverage the good seasons, the seasons of abundance, and save up for times of scarcity. Because they will, they will come. They will come. 
made the mistake the other day of checking my RRSP. You know, the last six month thing? Oh, not good. Disappointing. So I'm just going to not look anymore. <laughs> seasons of abundance, seasons of scarcity. Remember, Proverbs 30, verse 25. Ants are creatures of little strength, yet they store up. They store up their food in the summer in the season of abundance. They store up in the season of abundance. Don't spend it all. Save some. Save some. A third lesson is that saving requires persistence and and, and (laughs) self-control. Setting aside a little bit of money over a long period of time makes a big difference. There's great power in habitual saving or persistent saving, especially when you factor in compound giving. Look again at this tiny ant, Proverbs 6, verse 6. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. So you may not have a financial commander. Or you say, I, I got a wife, and that's, that's as close as I can come to a financial commander. Maybe, maybe that's true. But you probably don't have an overseer or a ruler looking over your shoulder every time you make a a financial decision. You're kind of out there. You may go see your financial advisor at the bank or investors group or whatever once in a while. But you don't have anybody there uh, day in and day out helping you make these tough decisions. You, You probably don't have a financial cheerleader to spur you on and motivate you. But but you still have to stay the course. You have, to, you have to persist. You have to be, be, have dogged determination. I am going to put that money away and pretend like I don't even have it. Like it's not even there. Don't even think about that extra $25 or $100 a week or a month. If you, you set a goal, be persistent about it. Don't touch it. Don't even think about it. That money's not mine. It belongs to the bank. Let's say you're 25 years old today. How many of you are 25 today? Come on, let's see your hands. Patty? 20, uh, yeah. How many of you wish you were 25 today? <laughs> if, you, if you're 25 today and you start saving $50 a week, and you put that into a registered savings plan that is getting a modest 3%, 3% return, fairly modest return, you will save over $200,000 by the time you retire with compound interest. And that's just not doing anything else. That's just putting $50 a week away. That's not including your your great big uh, company pension. (laughs) Everybody's laughing. What year do you, what century do you live in? So, see, the thing is, store up when you can and while you can so that that money can accumulate. Uh, give generously, yes. Yes, 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 give generously. Keep giving generously. Don't store it all up. Give generously and save wisely. The two really do go hand in hand. Last week, I gave you a couple of suggestions about giving generously. First of all, I said consider uh, God's generosity. Reflect on God's generosity. Remember, I suggested reading maybe Isaiah 53 and just contemplating how generous God was in sending his son Jesus and all of the tremendous sacrifice that was involved in that and, and, and God sending his son. 
and, and how that generosity, how his generosity impacts ours or impacts yours. Second, I said, give a gift to someone. And it might be someone you know, someone you love, someone you work with, someone you go to school with. But just step out of your comfort zone. doesn't have to be much. doesn't have to cost anything. could be just a creative gift. And, and several of you did that. And some of you were kind enough to share your stories with us. And we just went, woo, God's at work. Just really fun to hear those stories. Well, I have a couple of suggestions for you about saving wisely. Simple ones. First of all, buy a good book on financial fitness and read it. There are lots of books uh, on the market today about financial fitness. Not many are from a solid Christian perspective. Uh, So I often recommend Dave Ramsey's book called The Total Money Makeover. It's, uh, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of copies he has sold. But Patty and I were exposed to Dave Ramsey's financial principles years ago. And when I see that guy in heaven, I'm going to give him a kiss. On the cheek, of course. But I mean, he, he has just really helped us tremendously. And so I commend uh, getting a book, getting a good book on financial fitness from a Christian perspective, if you can. And that book is just full of all kinds of... Uh, very inspiring stories of people who worked the plan and, and, and the plan worked for them and lots of really good tips on how to save and when to save and all that sort of thing. And, and uh, yeah, so I commend it to you. Second, make an appointment with a trusted financial advisor and tell her that you really need to become an ant. A-N-T. You, you, you need to become an ant. You need to learn how to store up in the summer so that you have harvest to look forward to later on. And let her help you. Let him help you do that. Uh, It's a wise thing to do. Learn to store up provisions in the summer so that you'll have something to share when harvest time comes. Give generously and save wisely. And if you do, you will glorify your Father in heaven. It will glorify the Lord to give generously and save wisely. Would you pray with me? Father, we come before you today really encouraged and deeply challenged by the ideas that we've been talking about these last three weeks in the introduction uh, sermon as well as last week on give generously, today save wisely. We've been challenged by these things. For the glory of Jesus and for the advancing of your kingdom, we, we ask you, Lord, to, to give us the grace that we need to do that. The needs all around us are exponential, but your resources are endless. Indeed, Lord Jesus, help us to excel in the grace of giving financially and in every other way, we pray. For you alone are able to make all grace abound to us. So that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, we can abound in every good work, the scripture says. Lord, enrich us. Enrich us in every way that we might be generous in every way. With our time, with our talents, our treasures for your glory and for the good of others. Give us wisdom, Lord Jesus, so that we can save wisely and be ready for what may be ahead of us. For the things that we think may happen and for the unexpected that may occur. What gift of grace is Jesus, our Redeemer? 
There's no more for heaven now to give. He is our joy. He is our righteousness. And Jesus Christ is our freedom. We pray in his name with thanksgiving. Amen.